0: Welcome again. I'm so excited to be here with you once more. I'm, I love that you're tuning in each week. Whether you're showing up live with me on, on the radio show at the time every Tuesday at 1 p.m. or whether you're listening to the podcast or the replay afterwards or even it's also available on YouTube as well and we're doing Facebook Live as well. So there's lots of ways to tune in and I'm really grateful that you're inspired to join me. Today i Woke up this morning and the topic kind of danced around in my awareness for a little while before I finally embraced the idea of talking about when life makes you want to quit and what do we do in those times where we feel like we just want to quit. I'm going to go into details. I'm going to share a little bit of my experience and some experiences with with my clients, clients as well. And I also want to give you kind of three steps to follow when you wake up in the morning or when you have one of those days where you just want to quit. And I'm not talking about quit in the way of like quitting a job or quitting some behavior or some quitting, quitting drinking or those kinds of things. That kind of quit is, is one piece. I'm not talking about that today, although you could integrate these tools and use them. The quitting I'm talking about is the feeling of wanting to quit life, like wanting to pull the plug, wanting to uh, end it all, wanting to just like drop it all and, and, and say goodbye. And I know there's a lot of people right now really struggling with how to be here on this planet, in their body, in this life, in their life, and... It's not easy right now, and I get it. At the same time, there is purpose. If you're still here, there's purpose. Now, you could be so far from the purpose, or people can be so far away from their purpose that they just don't know how to find it, or it can be so far away from any meaning in their life that they just don't know how to find it, and they can be so far into the darkness that they just can't seem to find the light. But I promise, if you're here, on this earth, you, there is a light, there is a purpose for your life and it's not purpose in the way of like the traditional kind of purpose, life purpose. It's, it's, there's a meaning. There's a reason you're here. And if I can help you navigate or if I can help you help others navigate this time, then I have a sense that we'll be able to hopefully save some people and 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 empower them before they make their cho- make the choice to leave everything that's going on, on the planet right now is extremely challenging to navigate and i know that a lot of people are really struggling when we look out on uh, from our human perspective we look at what's going on in the world it's messy it's ugly it's challenging and it's, it's difficult to watch sometimes. And I find myself, I have to kind of take it in sound bites because it will re, it could easily drag drag me down and it can easily drag others down. How we approach or respond to what's happening in life will determine whether we can lift ourselves up in order to lift others up or whether we will let all the circumstances and what's happening in life drag us down along with it. I've talked about this in previous episodes, we've talked about the shift that's happening and it's a necessary shift. It's waking us all up to see that there's way more to life than we realize. And there's something bigger playing out than than each of us individually. There's something bigger playing out that's actually serving all of us everywhere. And when we can kind of embrace the bigger picture, it's a little easier, but how do we get from feeling like we want to quit, feeling like we want to give up, throw in the towel to this place of finding meaning and feeling empowered and feeling inspired to take some form of action or do something with our lives. How do we get from that dark place into the light? How do we get from that fear back into a place of love? How do we navigate that middle ground? That's the challenging part because we start to move into the middle ground and then we get caught up, we get stuck, or we get thrown back into the darkness or thrown back into the suffering. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the steps you can take or some of the steps you can share with others, ways that you can either support yourself or support others, and hopefully we can actually inspire some people to say yes to life, basically say yes to staying here and, and finding a way to navigate their life in a way that they feel empowered. I want to go back to my morning. I woke up this morning. I didn't have any guidance coming yesterday. I've always wait for guidance as, as I've talked about in the previous shows, I follow my heart. I trust the guidance to come in and I didn't get any guidance as to what I would be talking about yesterday. I didn't have it overnight. Sometimes I was, I was awake at three in the morning doing some work. I didn't have any then I went back to bed, lie down for about an hour and a half. I was meditating. And I started to really feel blah. I started to really get in touch with a feeling of blah today. And I sat with the blah. And I was like, Oh, feeling blah today. So I was kind of noticing it, observing it, I could feel that blah feeling kind of coming up, then I could feel some anxiety coming up some anxiousness. I could feel my adrenals kind of kicking in and I could feel some, some anxiety washing up inside of me. And I was witnessing it and I was sitting down beside it and being with it. And then I woke up, I got out of bed and I kind of went into my morning routine and I just felt like blah. And I realized I'm like, Oh, here's one of those days. Here's one of those days where I feel like I just want to quit. And I have them, I don't have them very often, but I have them frequent enough that they're very familiar. I used to have them a lot more. Now, I just need everybody to know that if I have them and I have all of these, this training and these skills and these tools, and I, and I find my way how to, you know, I found a way to navigate it. I figured out a way and I reach out for help when I need it. Imagine people that don't have these tools, imagine people that don't have the training, how it feels. And I, and I can really have deep empathy for them because I know how crippling it can feel to wake up in the morning and feel like, what is this all for? What's the point? What is the point to life? What is this all for? There's times where it comes in for me as overwhelm. It's just too much. There's too much. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not equipped. Whatever it is that my ego is trying to tell me. And there's actually days where I'm, I literally like, I quit. I'm done. I, I, often I'll, I'll call my really good soul sister and friend and and support, my main hotline for support, and I'll say, I quit. I'm gonna move to Africa and live in a hut. I'm done. I'm done. And I, I just want to quit everything. And it's like quitting my entire life, like quit everything. That's the feeling I have. When I can honor that feeling, when I can just give myself permission to be there and move through the process and the steps that I'm going to share with you, I can actually come out the other side and feel empowered and strong again and clear. If I added judgment, which I used to, if I added judgment, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be this way. I should be grateful and All of those things, all of those kinds of judgments and shoulds, if I should on myself, then I feel worse. Then I'm there longer. And then I get kind of trapped and caught up in it. Most of my life, I kind of spent in this place, kind of questioning, like, what is life? What is life all about? What is this for? What is the point to it? Because there, there was so much pain and suffering for me internally. There was so much pain and suffering. It didn't make sense to me. And I have this experience with a lot of my clients. I, I work with, with a lot of people that have these days where they just wake up and they just want to quit. Or they're just questioning, like, what's the point? Why, why bother? Why should I, why should I even keep breathing and keep going? And When we can find a way to navigate through that, we can actually heal a layer that's rising up for healing. So I just need everybody to know whether you've had this experience or you've witnessed someone else go through this, I need you to have some compassion and some empathy. It's not a challenging layer to move through. It's not a challenging mindset to shift out of and sometimes a lot of us have this repetitive loop that the ego uses to bring us back in a point of weakness it brings us back into that loop and we get caught up in it again and again and again when we add judgment we'll get caught up there longer when we let other people's judgments feed our own then we'll get caught up there longer I have, I'm, I'm a yoga therapist, I, I'm a heart-led living coach, intuitive healer, I'm an ordained ministerial counselor, I have a lot of training and tools, and I still have those days where I'm, I just want to quit, and it's okay, I just want you to know it's okay, it's okay to have these days. It's what you do with those days and how you respond to yourself when you're having those days or how you respond to others when you have, when they have those days that will determine how we shift out or how we get stuck. So whether you're one of those people that have those days or whether you witness other people, compassion is essential and empathy. Now, Just take a teaching moment here. Most of you are probably aware of this, but I I just want people to understand the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy would say, "Um, I feel sorry for you. Sympathy would say, it would, would make someone feel inferior, less than, like something's wrong. Empathy is an ability to witness someone's emotions and not judge their emotions, but to witness and to observe and to be present and to hold space. Empathy allows us to see another or imagine how they must be feeling instead of judging how they must be feeling. So whether someone is in uh, a grief or loss or anger or depression or frustration or confusion, when they're in those lower vibrational motions, other people's judgment can keep them stuck and get kind of get caught up in there. When we meet someone with empathy versus sympathy, sympathy makes them feel like they're a victim. Empathy is saying, I see you, I hear you. I can feel, and sense and know where you're at to some degree. We can't possibly know what it feels like to be in their shoes, but we can imagine what it would be like to be experiencing those emotions at that time or going through that challenge that they're going through. So we can have empathy. It's essential if we're going to help others shift out of the victim mentality or out of feeling like they want to quit. So I want to share one of the tools in my book, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan. One of the chapters is I talk about a living, breathing classroom, so using our life as a classroom. And there's four stages, and they they tie into life by default, life by design, and life by divine, which I've talked about in, in previous shows, previous episodes. But this one, I just want to say it in, a, in different terms. It's a kind of a similar teaching, but it's different terms. So it actually helps us unwind the mind and shift from using life as our classroom, shift into using life as our classroom. So the, the four different ways that we can live life as defined in using the classroom analogy is the first common one is life is happening to me. When we feel like we want to quit, when we feel like, like there's, there's no hope or we don't know where to turn or we're so lost in the darkness that we can't possibly see the light ourselves. That is when we're in that space of life is happening to me. We feel like a victim of circumstances. We feel out of control. There, there's no level of trust. And it feels like, for a lot of people, it can feel like a lot is all is lost a helpless feeling, a fear-based kind of feeling. In in this space, we react to life and life reacts to us. It's It's a constant battle and it feels like we're constantly spiraling out of control or we have no control over what's going on around us. And it's, really challenging to live in this space and most of the population are living in this in this mentality that life is happening to me the the shift that needs to happen from from that stage to get to the next the key elements we need to bring in is awareness and acceptance when you're feeling like you want to quit that's the awareness the acceptance piece comes in when you're like, I feel like I want to quit and it's okay. It's okay that I want to quit. Just give yourself permission to feel the feeling of wanting to quit. Give yourself permission to feel the defeat, to feel the depression, to feel the helplessness, to feel the fear, to feel all of it, to feel like a victim. Give yourself permission just to feel it. Start there. Be willing to feel fully. Now, there's a difference between feeling and moving through the feeling and allowing the feeling to wash and and go through us, move through us. And then there's there's the difference between dwelling in it, sitting in it and dwelling in it and getting stuck in it. So we don't want to get stuck in the muck. We want to see that the feelings are actually energy in motion. So emotions are energy in motion. And when we allow the energy to move, when we allow the tears to rise up and be expressed, when we allow the anger to rise up and be expressed in a healthy expression, when we allow the emotions to move, we can actually clear that density. I'm going to go into the emotional skills shortly, but I want to go through these four levels first. So life is happening to me. If we use awareness and acceptance without judgment, then we can shift to that mindset that life is happening for me. And we start to see that life is actually our classroom and that challenges are opportunities in disguise and that our every every moment is a choice for love or for fear. And if we choose fear, we'll probably go back into life is happening to me. But if we choose love, if we choose a different perspective, if we make a conscious choice, For to tell another story and to try on another perspective, then we can actually shift into life is happening for me. There's a divine plan. There's a beautiful plan for your life. And you actually have way more control over what's happening in your life than, than you realize. A lot of us realize. So this is where we're starting to wake up to see that life is our classroom. It's a classroom for healing and for awakening to our fullest potential the key elements here, we start to feel really empowered. We start to feel that potential when we start to really embrace faith and forgiveness, which is one of the steps I'll talk about. When we shift into having more faith, that there's something bigger playing out and that we're not a victim of our circumstances, that our circumstances are actually serving us on some level, we can shift into that life is happening for me and feel empowered. Then the invitation is to use that faith and forgiveness to shift into life is happening through me. And in this stage, you're becoming more and more aware of how you're actually more in the driver's seat than you realize. And you're actually contributing to how your life unfolds and that your external environment is a reflection of your internal environment. This is a place where a lot of people shift into and feel like they're more in the driver's seat again, or that they're the captain of the ship of their own, of their own destiny. Really great place to be. And each of these stages have merit. So each of these stages are actually purposeful for us to unwind the mind, unwind our programmed fear-based mind and shift more and more and more into alignment with the path that we're meant to be on a life that we're meant to live. So there's a life that we think we should be living or that others think we should be living, which often causes this feeling of wanting to quit because there's this pressure, external or internal, our own pressure on ourselves or pressure from other people in our lives. Program pressure. We can look at the comparison when we look at you know, when you go to Facebook, do you, do you look at other what other people are doing and compare to what you're not doing? Those kinds of things don't serve. That's actually not helping. That actually hinders us and that keeps us stuck in dwelling in those helpless feelings. When we're in life is happening through me in order to shift into this phase, we need more trust and curiosity. So when life happens around us, when when stuff is going on around us, we can be curious about it. Instead of judging it that, um, oh, I I caused this, it's my fault, or feeling like a victim of circumstances, we start to have more curiosity and we start to see that these spiritual, they're more spiritual redirections. Life is happening and directing us in a way. And if we follow curiosity and we allow ourselves to remain curious will will remain open and we won't be judging in our minds the fourth phase and this is one of those ones that might be a bit of a stretch not for everybody on this platform but for those of you that are new to this message this fourth stage might be a bit of a stretch so try it on be curious about it if it doesn't resonate right now you can always come back another time or in a month or two or in a year or two and Try it on again and see if it actually resonates. But the fourth one is I am one with life and life is one with me. This is where we're living oneness. This is where we feel more connected to everyone and everything and we feel way connected, way more connected to our life as it's unfolding in front of us. This is where we're living life by divine, which is what the episode, the radio show episode is called. When we're living from this place, We feel like we're living a greater purpose and kind of playing the part of in the grand plan, the grand plan that's serving all of us everywhere, all together, all at once. In this place, the phase, the key elements in this phase is surrender and love. So we need to to surrender our personal will. We surrender our personal plan. And we align with the grand plan. We align with our soul's will or God's will or the higher will. So those are the four stages that I was talking about. Life is happening to me. Life is happening for me. Life is happening through me. Or I am one with life and life is one with me. That's living oneness. Whatever phase you're in, whatever Phase was like ding, yep, that's the one I'm living in. Or maybe you're jumping between one and two. I want you just to accept that that's where you are. So there's no judgment that you need to be in phase four or you need to be in two or three and you shouldn't be in one. No judgment at all. I just want you to create awareness first. Remember that first phase, the key element is awareness and acceptance. I am where I am and it's okay. This is how I'm living right now and it's okay. Now, you can say those words or you can say those words and feel it. I need you to say it and feel it. You might not say it and feel it right away. You might have to say it a few times before you actually start to feel it. But you start to invite the feeling of acceptance, the feeling of it's okay where I am. Then you shift into where am I open to going or where am I open to trying on another perspective or how can i shift my mindset to allow me to try on another way of being in life when we are living oneness let me say that so for the most part i'm i'm living oneness now i've kind of embraced that that shift and i'm mostly living there days where i wake up like this morning where i want to quit i go right back to the beginning, right back to phase one, which is life is happening to me. Like, what is the point? Why am I here? I might as well quit. I might as well give up. I'm done. I'm so done. Those kinds of that can snap me from one end to the other end of the, of the pendulum. When we are kind of dancing between some of those phases that allows us to try on different things. So sometimes certain, thought patterns or certain behaviors of other people or ourselves, certain situations, uh, particularly family, we tend to go back into that old patterns with family and stuff. When we get around family or certain relationships, we can easily kind of jump back. But generally, if we're going from phase one, which is life is happening to me, that victim mentality, it's challenging to go from that to living oneness. It's, it's such a stretch for the mind, for the program mind. It's such a, a quantum leap from fear to love, and the mind just can't get there authentically. Now, there's the whole fake it till you make it, but I really want you to feel it till you know it. And sometimes you have to kind of feel into it, and it doesn't quite feel authentic. It's maybe a little bit you're trying on a new idea, and it feels a little bit like you could, but in other parts of you are resisting it, look at the areas that are resisting it, and that's where the healing needs to happen. That's where you need to look in order to clear the blocks to shifting into the next phase of living with a different perspective. So we're going to take a break in a few minutes, and after the break, I want to go into the the three steps that we can take. And I've kind of alluded to them as I've been talking, but I want to give you the actual steps and to give you the tools where you can actually write it down and go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So the next time you feel like you want to quit or the next time someone, you know, feels like that, or if they're on the verge of, of, you know, feeling challenged, then these are the tools you can share with them. Or maybe you can point them to this radio show episode, the replay of this so that they can hear it for themselves and, and take what resonates for them and feel empowered like they're doing something that that actually feels empowering for them. So as we go to the break, I will encourage you to just take a moment to reflect back and again on those four phases and identify which one you're at. See if you can identify it without judgment. So are you living life by Sorry, I'm going to shift life by default, which is the similar to this. But are you living as though life is happening to you? Life is happening for you? Life is happening through you? Or are you living oneness? I am one with life and life is one with me. So answer that question for yourself. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back and I'll share more. You're listening to Life by Divine. And I am your host, Sue DeMay, and I look forward to giving you more tools right after the break. you know that you can rate our shows on itunes yep you can share your thoughts about the topics the hosts and the special guests you can also leave a suggestion then when you're done rate the show the hosts love your feedback and others appreciate it so next time you download a show take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue Dumay. Today, I've been talking about when life makes you want to quit, when you feel like you just want to quit, and what you can do. And I talked about the four phases of how we view life and how we approach life. That was life. Life is happening to me. Life is happening for me. Life is happening through me. And I am one with life, and life is one with me. So that's living oneness. So I asked you before the break which one you're living through, which which one you're which perspective you're holding more often than not. Right now, and then the invitation I shared some of the key elements to help you shift from one phase to the next. Now I want to share with you some tools that can help you in the moments where you feel like you want to quit, in those moments when you're in the denser heavier emotions that are that that seem impossible sometimes to get out of. Now, when we look at emotions, I look at emotions, and I feel emotions as energy. I never used to, but I do now as an intuitive healer, I can tune into other people's emotions, I can tune into my emotions, and I can feel and sense them as energy. There's times where I'm tuning into a client. And I'll feel a density and I'll feel the the emotion. And then usually there's a label or a feeling or a sense of what that density is. So whether it's resentment or anger or helplessness or, or grief, whatever it is, and I can point to it and shine light on it so that they can feel it and process it. And together we, ha- I help them process it so they can move to the other side of it every single time. And I've, I've helped thousands of, of clients and members. Every single time I walk someone through the dense emotions, there is always light on the other side. There is always relief on the other side. The challenges as we're moving through the denser emotions, sometimes other emotions come up that we judge, or that we're afraid to feel or afraid to go or we've been programmed not to feel we've been we've been programmed to believe they're wrong or that we shouldn't feel that way and then we get stuck down on the emotional scale so the important piece to remember is that sometimes especially in these denser darker emotions we need someone to walk through it with us not everybody's capable of doing that because if they haven't gone through their own dark emotions they won't be able to walk you through so I always talk about with my clients and, and with the healers I mentor and stuff is, is we need to, as healers, as coaches, as counselors, we need to move through those emotions ourselves, move through those layers ourselves. And then each time we heal, we create a bridge. When we create a bridge, we can then go back, turn around and take another person's hand and walk them over it show them how to do it empower them to to come with you so that they can experience it but they're not by themselves they're not trying to do it alone they're not trying to navigate it by themselves it's important for us to do our own work first and this is part of why i'm teaching this to you and empowering you with these with this information because if you see someone else that's struggling and you're uncomfortable with grief you won't be able to you won't be able to handle their grief, you won't be able to support them in their grief without your own washing up. And then that's not a recipe for for helping. Although it works in support groups, the facilitator needs to be stronger than those that they're supporting. So there needs to be some element of being able to hold space for another when they're going through those denser emotions. So step one, when we when you're feeling like you want to quit or when you're seeing that someone wants to quit is permission i give you permission to feel what you're feeling in the moment that you're feeling it the moment we add judgment and say so you shouldn't feel that way or you or shift the feeling it's it's denying that person the ability to move through that emotion so let me talk about the emotional scale here a little bit. On the lower part of the emotional scale and lower and higher, I don't want you to think inferior and superior. Emotions are emotions. They're just energy and motion. Some are denser, some are lighter, some are heavier, some are easier to move through. Some feel expansive. That's all it is. So i'm I'm showing it on a scale from lower to higher, but don't feel like you have to be in the higher emotions. We are human. We are human, and we're having these human experiences. We're having. We have to embrace our humanness as much as we can, and allow ourselves to feel the emotional scale that uh, emotions that humans feel. So, on the denser emotions, are the very densest is fear, helplessness, hopelessness, and and they're at the very bottom of the scale. A lot of people feel this way when they just have kind of lost hope, or if they're in a really deep, deep place of darkness. As we move up the emotional scale, we kind of shift in the density, and the density is not, it's not so intense, it's not so dense. But in order to get to the higher part of the scale, or the lighter emotions, or the more expansive emotions, we need to move through some that are of judgment in general in society and that is anger sometimes rage and sometimes revenge these three there's other ones but these three most people get caught up in and what will happen is people will feel helpless and then they start to shift up and they start to move through the emotions on the emotional scale they start to move through the emotions and clear the density and they get into resentment rage anger, and sometimes revenge, thoughts of revenge, then we get stuck. And the reason we get stuck is because people haven't been taught that there is a healthy expression of anger. I know for me, when I was taking the counseling program I was in, and they were talking about anger, I couldn't, I just couldn't wrap my head around a healthy expression of anger. I grew up thinking or believing that anger was bad. And that you shouldn't be angry. And that anger, if you express anger, the only way to express it is violence. And I didn't grow up in a violent home. But that was my impression of anger in the world. That's what I learned in the world. That's the programming I received. So it really took me a while to wrap my head around the idea that there's a healthy expression of anger. When I realized that, I could actually move through that layer a lot quicker. And sometimes that layer for my clients is just a couple thoughts. Or sometimes it's a full-on expression of anger and vengeful thoughts toward that person. And these are thoughts that we don't act on. We don't need to act on these thoughts in order to process them. But if we judge these thoughts or we keep them hidden or we feel ashamed of these thoughts and we don't have these safe places to let these thoughts come out into the light, then we actually hold on to them. And if we judge the, the, the layer of density around anger and revengefulness, we fall back into fear and helplessness and hopelessness. So we get stuck in that lower range and we can't move from there. This is where depression comes in. This is where a lot of people are depressed because they're depressing those emotions. And they're not allowing those emotions to be expressed in a healthy way. They don't know that there's a healthy way. So permission to feel what you feel. There's no wrong feeling. Now, there's a difference between feeling a feeling and acting on a feeling. That's different. I'm not talking about that. And if you need to act on a feeling, then you definitely need to get some support. And there's healthy expressions to release that feeling physical release of anger and I do uh, Vesuvius sessions where people can punch or kick something I, I used to have a punching bag that people would use at my studio now I have bolsters and pillows and I have a plastic bat that they can hit the only rule is they this is what they can hit in the center of a the circle they can't hit me or anyone else so there's a healthy way to express that physical expression if we need a physical release as well and i would encourage you if you're feeling that or if you know someone that needs that for them to find someone that does that work not everybody needs it but some people it's purposeful so step one is permission to feel i, I want you to feel what you feel when you're feeling it give yourself permission to feel it doesn't matter what the feeling is just give yourself permission permission also means i just For five minutes, I want you to imagine giving yourself permission to quit. So when I've worked with clients and they're like, I just want to quit. I'm just, I'm done. I'm like, okay, let's just quit just for five minutes with me here, right here with me. Let's just quit. Let's imagine you quitting. Imagine quitting your life. I walk people to the edge of life and I give them permission to feel what it would feel like to quit because we judge that. We judge that we shouldn't feel that way. We should be grateful for what we have. We shift from not not giving ourselves permission to feel these things and then we we try and shift into more positive energy and positive words and positive affirmations. It doesn't work because the density of the emotion, the density, the energy needs to still be expressed. So imagine yourself quit. Just take five minutes. Don't take any action. So you're not going to, call anybody. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to take any action around it. I just want you to imagine quitting just for five minutes. You can even set a timer and see how that feels. Now, if you're on the verge of really deciding whether you want to stay in this life or leave this life in the way of like suicide thoughts, I would encourage you to do that with someone that can hold space for you and can hold your hand and keep you here. So I'm not telling you to go and quit and leave and end your life. What I'm doing is just imagine how you would feel if you just gave yourself permission. If you're on the verge of making that choice, or if you're really struggling with those thoughts and you don't know how to overcome them, that's step three. I'm going to jump right to that one right now. We is ask for help. Ask for help. You do not need to do this alone. And even myself, with all the tools I have and all the training I have, I ask for help a lot. I reach out for help, especially when I'm in that dark place. And it's okay to ask for help. Asking for help is actually an act of courage. And asking for help is a gift for another person, for them to be able to say yes to supporting you, to, to give, and for you to receive. It's actually a gift. Les Brown always said to me, ask for help, not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. So asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Although it feels vulnerable, it's challenging, it's not easy, especially in the beginning, but the more you do it, it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. The challenges is when we're in that dark, dark place is our our reaching out for help isn't specific it's it's like hey do you want to go for coffee and if someone says no sorry i don't have time this week then then we feel like it's a rejection when you ask for help please be specific all it takes is 20 seconds of courage to say i'm really really struggling and I need to join with you, I need to, I need to meet you, I, I need to see you, I need some support. Something. Just say something really specific. And if you want to really have like, you know, crazy courage, then you can say, I am teetering on the edge here. And I need help. Please help me. Can we meet for coffee? Can I can can we talk on the phone? Can we meet up? Whatever it is that you need. Even if you don't think you need it, say it anyways. Reach out. You're not alone. None of us are. Although we can isolate ourselves, there's always someone. And there may not be someone in your direct circle. There may not be a family member. There may not be a friend that is capable of holding space for you. Find someone. Reach out to somebody. Then there's the forgiveness. So the three steps, we've got permission to feel permission, ask for help, and forgiveness. Forgiveness is, I I I like the version of forgiveness I I learned in A Course of Miracles and through my ministry training. Forgiveness is the act of forgiving it over. Forgiving it over and asking for healing or asking for support. We can forgive, we can forgive emotions. We can forgive uh, thoughts, beliefs, perspectives. I often will say, you know, uh, I forgive this perspective I'm holding, it's one of fear, it's painful. I'm open to another perspective. Please show me another way to see this situation because the one I'm holding is painful. So I offer it over to you and I ask to be shown. And forgiveness, when you forgive something over, it's not the same as forgiveness in the in the the basic kind of definition of forgiveness in, in a human level. On a human level, that's 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 important too. This is the act of forgiving it over. It's not giving it over and and wanting it to go away. It's not about trying to get rid of it, it's about I'm willing to heal this. I'm willing to see what I need to see. I'm willing to feel what I need to feel. I'm willing to process this the way I need to process this in order to get beyond it and move beyond it. So forgiveness is is actually a willingness to heal. Who you're forgiving it to, it's up to you. If you believe in God, forgive it to God. If you believe in spirit, forgive it to spirit if you believe in angels, guardian angels, loved ones who have passed it really doesn't matter who you forgive it to. You can forgive it to the clouds, you can you can put it in a garbage can beside you. But the intention is to offer it over. It's an offering of your struggle, of your confusion, of the intensity, of the density. It's the offering over of the feeling of wanting to quit. It's the offering over of the defeat, of the helplessness, of the hopelessness, of the fear, and opening to another perspective. Never underestimate the power of the act for giving it over. It's a powerful tool. Forgiveness is a powerful tool. And I use it every day. I use it every day. If I'm triggered, I use it. If I'm feeling an emotion washing up, I imagine the emotion washing up and I offer it over to the universe to be transmuted, to be shifted, to be reused, recycled, transformed into something different. I see the energy rise up and over and I offer it and I place it. I place it on spirit's plate. Spirit is my teacher of love. and ego is my teacher of fear. So I offer it over to spirit and I ask for another perspective. Show me another way to see this situation. And I do that a lot because as a a global impact visionary leader, I I receive visions a lot. I receive these downloads. I'll see something that's happening in the world and I'll feel my human triggers around it and my humanness will kind of really rise up and I'll feel and I'll believe and I'll think all these things about it. And I process that through forgiving it over. And that opens up the space for these visions to come through. For these perspectives to come through. And it's these perspectives that actually bring me peace. Because I'm seeing more of a global perspective. It's more of a global or grand vision that's happening for all of humanity. And it's more of a bird's eye view that I get. And these visions are actually then when I share these visions they're actually inspiring and empowering for others as well and other people find meaning in the chaos so they start to see what's going on in the world differently as well so it brings a lot of peace but we need to forgive it first we need to forgive our perspective because we need to forgive our thoughts and our beliefs because as long as we're holding that there's no room for something new we have to let go of what's in our hand in order to reach for something new. We need to release the current perspective we we are holding in order to have a different vision. We need to take off the lens or sunglasses that are showing us the fear based programming and put on a different lens, which shows us more of the love based perspective. So another way to ask and, and to offer forgiveness is just to say, you know, this this situation is causing me pain or this is, it's making me feel this, I'm feeling jealous, or I'm feeling whatever it is, feeling angry, I'm feeling vengeful thoughts. I offer these thoughts over. and I ask for another perspective? Please show me another way to see this, one that is through the lens of love. Show me a loving perspective. And you'll be amazed what comes in. And the times where you're really attached to something, it might be harder to forgive than others so you can practice forgiveness with little things and and then start to do the bigger things and at the same time again i'm going to go back to you may need to ask for help and support we're not meant to do this alone and we're we're meant to actually heal in community more we're actually meant to heal supporting each other more and When we heal and work with others while we're healing, whether it's through a support group or whether it's through a community, through masterminding, whatever it is, even through counseling, working with a counselor and and the patient, there's always a giving and a receiving. Giving is receiving. Receiving is giving. If I'm extending a session, if I'm doing a a, a healing experience, one-on-one private session, I'm receiving while I'm extending. So it's a giving and receiving. It's reciprocal. So for those of you that are healers out there that see it as a one-way street, that's where you get depleted. It's a giving and a receiving. It's always an exchange. There's always something I receive from doing the work I'm doing. There's always an insight or a shift that happens for me as well in the work that I'm doing and extending. And I want you to see that. So when you actually ask for help, you're reaching out for support and giving an opportunity for someone else to say yes to to give you support to extend. So it's a giving and a receiving. It's a gift that goes both ways. If you need support, I'm honored to help you. If you feel drawn to the work I'm doing, if you feel connected to who I am and and how I am and the approach I have, I'm happy to support you. You can learn more at my website, heartledliving.com. So it's heartledliving.com. We have a global community, a growing global community, which you can join for a small fee each month. It's actually very affordable. And you get live access to me and eight of my coaches and healers that I've trained. we have two calls per week. And then we have different, different live streaming yoga and different meditations and things available for you as well. So there's a big community of people that are going deep in their healing. It's not for the faint of heart. If you're just kind of wanting to come in and wash your feet, it's not the kind of community that you're probably gonna be looking for. And you might consider doing some one-on-one work with me, but find somebody or some tribe or some group or some community or some support circle that can meet you where you're at, hold space without judgment, And honor your emotions so that you can move through them. So the next time you feel like quitting, remember which phase you're in. Are you living in that phase of life that life is happening to me? Life is happening for me. Life is happening through me. Or are you shifting into oneness, living oneness? I am one with life and life is one with me. And then the three steps to take. Is permission, giving yourself permission to feel, giving yourself permission just for five minutes to quit. If you're on the verge of leaving, it's important that you do that with someone that can support you and hold your hand through that. Because I want you to go there and I want you to come back. And it's important that you come back. You try it on and then you come back into life. And then you make a choice from there. Forgive. Forgive anything and everything that's not serving. Forgive anything and every thought. Forgive all your emotions. Let them wash. Let them have their expression. Even those those negative we call negative ones, those denser ones, especially anger and rage, those all have a space. They they're all welcome in the right environment and being held by the right person as a witness, those emotions you can move through those, through those emotions. You can move through those emotions, I promise you. And then asking for help is essential. Remember, asking for help is an act of courage. I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. And the messages that are coming through me are are to reach anyone and everything, anyone and everywhere, like whoever's struggling or not struggling, and just really inspire hope and give you the tools and the ways to navigate your life as the shift is hitting the fan. Remember that you're not alone. I'm here to support you as well. If you need support, reach out. And there's lots of people that are awake like me, that are stepping into, into their gifts and really saying yes to be of service in whatever way they can. And I just want you to know that there, there is more of us out there than ever before, and we're here for you who you're meant to turn to for support you'll know in your heart trust your intuition trust your gut let it guide you to the people that you're meant to meet you may be wanting to work with me but it may not be guided there may be someone else that your heart is leading you toward i want you to follow your heart it's really really essential because when you're following your heart you will divine you will have these divine appointments with those that you're meant to work with And it'll be a gift for everyone. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. And I know your life has meaning. And I know you're here for a reason. And I hope and I pray that you will find that reason. And it will inspire you to keep going. And navigate your way through this challenging time. I love you. Until next time. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global Heartland Living community at heartledliving.com. That is heart, Living.com.